0: Well, I came here with just one drink. And that's all I got now, don't you think? No that's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast, Cross the Line, 1524. Well, gentlemen, it's another night at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy. A little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. We're here with Cross the Line, 1524. I'm here with
1: Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag, Ruben Hudson,
0: I'm Alan Stanger and our topic tonight is uh, it's part two of our very first podcast about the pandemic. So if you if you have not listened to that one, I uh, urge you to listen to that one first, then listen to this one. Um, the podcast, the very first one we did, I unfortunately was you know the only guy in a group that had gotten COVID and I had it real bad. So some things have changed since then. We know more people that have had COVID. Some of right. us have had COVID besides me. And, you know, the, there is a vaccine out now. So people are being vaccinated. So there's, I just want to talk a little bit more about that and some of the long-term effects that some people, not all, but some people have long-term effects from COVID. So you guys are going to learn something about me tonight that you don't know. Well, I think Dwayne does, maybe, but um, and long-term in long-term and COVID. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So let's talk COVID. So what's changed since May of this year when we talked about it the first time? Good, bad, and indifferent.
1: Well, for me, it's not really – I mean, it's been a record year. Busy, tired, you know, just ready to go. I mean, still personally haven't had any – direct family members become very ill my brother had it was sick for a couple days um, my mom be blessed is 87 my sister thinks she had it before it covid was a thing um, but she's been safe and she's been going out she hasn't been hiding she's stubborn um, she doesn't go what she used to but she does still go out but um, she hasn't gotten anything that's been bad. She's getting a little more nervous about it now for some reason uh, than she was in the beginning. In the beginning, she didn't care, whatever you know. Now, I don't know if I just if it's been pounded down so much that she's finally it's finally sinking in and having the psychological effect of the fear. Um, I don't know, but for me, it's it hasn't been a a major problem. Um, and like I said, I've said from the beginning, I've been blessed that we've been an essential and part of our business has kept us going. Plus, we work on cars, so everybody that's been out and still trying to work and go on still needs their car. So we've been, you know, able to keep busy and keep our tech working. So it's been good that way. But um, I'm ready for it to be over, I guess. <laughs>
2: right. So Jeff, how about you? Well, I mean. Yeah, I go back to the original podcast. I, th- I think it's interesting some of the things that we talked about then. Um, obviously, we've learned a lot since then, but we, we talked about the not only the effects of the, the virus, but the effects of the, the lockdowns and the effects of, uh, of uh, you know, businesses being shut down and uh, all the negative that goes with that. And we've watched a lot of that stuff play out in <coughs> real life. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I said then, I think we were talking about it then, was there's um, there's a lot of other ills besides the virus that are going to come of this if it's not handled correctly. And I think we've, we've seen a lot of politics be played, uh, unfortunately, through the process and um and we've seen a lot of people hurt not by the virus but by uh, the politics and the and the lockdowns and the economic effect it's had on them i think you know for this group in this room we've been extremely fortunate i think we've every one of us has worked completely through this yep, outside yep. of being sick or in quarantine for a Correct. period of time All or right. something like that ourselves. Um, you know, but our our uh, our business that we're in, whatever it is, um, <coughs> has not stopped. So we are extremely blessed and fortunate in that. And not everyone we've you know we've watched um, people afar and and people we know struggle with the. Uh, how economically it has devastated them or their businesses, and it's it's hard to watch. And and again, you know, it, it was said back then. We were saying it back then. Is there's there's uh, a lot of bad things that can happen in a, in a in an extremely poor economy. I mean, that's a life and death struggle for a lot of people. Um, that has nothing to do with a virus and. We've seen that play out. So, you know, for me, we've 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 all talked about what we've learned. I mean, again, the last time we talked about everyone was clueless as to, to the total contagiousness of this, how it could be spread, um, the total effects, who would be most affected. It was starting to come to light early. But we know a lot more now, right? So um. All I can say, all I can say, is fortunately this vaccine has come about as quickly as it has, and um, that that's a minor miracle considering the politics that's been played along the way. That that this uh, has happened as quickly as it has, and you know if we can if we can get the, the most vulnerable. Uh, the most impacted vaccinated quickly. You know, again, I, I think it's clear that that things will improve a lot fast. So, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, like Alan said at the start, if you haven't l- listened to our fir- first podcast, I mean, I listened to it uh, probably a month and a half ago. Again, just to kind of listen through what we talked about, and it's pretty interesting of uh, how. I don't. Um, not that we get the big heads about how insightful we we all four were a, in in the discussions about what was going on. Even in again, I lost a family member at that time, and and Alan was deathly sick, and we had other members, uh, other people in our families or our our close groups that were sick, and we were praying for uh, over and over again. So. Here we are. We're 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 hopefully you know rounding this bend and looking for uh, a whole lot better uh, year to come.
3: Rube, well, you know I go back to when we did the pandemic uh, episode, and I stated in that episode that I can I was concerned about October, November, December, and, uh, and as to Jeff's point, uh, the four of us, I think. Did a very good job forecasting what we thought was going to happen. And right now, I think we're seeing it come through. Um, Right now, I'm not quoting an exact number, but Franklin County is a small county where we're at right now in Dearborn County. Uh, This morning's report on the radio was there was 28 confirmed deaths for Franklin County. And then uh, Dearborn County, I was a little less than that. I'm not sure exactly. But if you think about this, uh, where we are now, we're now, what, nine months from then? at that point, we were at like 13. And majority of the 13 at that time, we knew personally in some form. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now it's spanning out more. Uh, there, it, it appears that there are obviously more cases, but less deaths. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we, not we,
0: but the doctors... <clears throat> know know what to do i I mean when i had it they were just throwing darts right i I was on three different things and you know they didn't at the time they said oh
3: you can't take tylenol you gotta take this I mean, they
0: were just throwing darts anything
3: and i think like jeff's point i think that we all have learned more going into this uh i would say from my view of what i've seen this year and how this has worked out because of you know being a, a manager with groups of people and stuff I've seen I, I think we've seen a change in society and in the working field that we're going to see for a while and um I think there are certain businesses that are benefiting from it um, and there are certain benefits but certain businesses that are suffering from it and a large portion of small businesses are suffering um, sooner or later that's going to flip and that's one of my bigger concerns is for this year and and uh, next year is where where does the success point happen for those ones that are succeeding start to drop and and where it really starts affecting the masses of the people. Um, now we live in a small community, small environment area where we're out here. We're in a rural, rural society, and we don't get to see the impact of hundreds of thousands of people with neighbors losing their jobs like we do in the city. And so the economic impact here has not has been as great as it would be in something south of Chicago or the, even the city of Cincinnati on a lot of those jobs, because a lot of people work in those cities work for small businesses, uh, the restaurants and the bars and the things like that. It's had a major effect, hotel strings. But as far as the illness, come, I feel I've been affected by COVID. I have not been I don't feel I was sick enough or even go through the testing to think I was, but I believe I had it. I don't know. And I think that um, the more and more people are getting it and don't really aren't really getting afraid of it. And so that's one of the things I want to talk about a little bit is
0: I think collectively, um, probably because I'm not being always told the truth from from the government. um, I'll call him out. Dr. Fossey. Right. I mean, he flat out said he had lied. So, we have let our guard down, and don't take it. You know, I I'm, I'm guilty of walking in places without my mask. And we went to Detroit during Thanksgiving, and uh, the Detroit Art Institute was open. They had a car show there. I got pounded from. They must have had a security camera on me every time I pull my mask down by my nose. Bam! Somebody's out there to rough. to get on me. Uh, to the point that I was ready to kick somebody's. Well, right. Tuesday, you know. Um, but I think we become numb to it because you don't know what to believe you or don't. what not to believe. Um, but what I've come to know is true. We have a mutual friend that had it, accidentally passed out from it, ended up in a hospital. Recently, yes. Recently. This is this last one got pushed out of the hospital. doctor was going to watch her for two more days, pushed her out of the hospital because they needed to bed. Yes. So it's out there. It's it's affecting, I just don't think it's, A, it's not, re, we become numb to it because you don't know what to believe and what not to right? believe. Every death you hear is a COVID-related death. So I'm going to talk about Don Wells. You know who Don Wells is? Yeah. Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. She passed away. COVID-related. So in your mind, you'd think she died of COVID. No. Not right. the truth. She had stage four cancer. She had dementia. Right. You know, to call that a COVID death? I don't think so.
1: But right. it don't sound as good to say, she, you know, she died of stage 4 well, cancer. And it has well, to do with
2: money. It, right. right. The, the federal, again, the federal government started throwing dollars at every one of these cases and every one of these deaths. So, obviously, yep. those numbers are going to be higher. Well, and, I think you, to Alan's point, and I think to Alan's point, you know, they, they talk like uh, Dr. Fauci is some kind of freaking god. And the fact of the matter is, is he has said everything. He's bound to be right occasionally because he has said everything right, in right. every direction about this whole thing. And so anything that comes out of his mouth, I don't listen to. So the problem is, is to Alan's point also, when we talk about the numbers, I don't believe the numbers at all. Now, obviously, we all understand this virus is a killer. This virus is, is real. I mean... Um, we've we've seen it we've felt it some of us have felt it <laughs> a lot <coughs> heavier than others right yes, yes and and so we're not we're not a bunch of idiots that don't believe in it, but I'm sorry anything anything numbers wise anything related to this coming from the government i I, I pass on as b s well and right. because it because right. every time we turn around it's something different and Again, when you start throwing dollars at it, guess yeah. what? I don't care what you do. When the federal government steps in and starts doing that, whatever, they're, they're going to drive. That narrative is going to drive itself to the dollars.
3: Yeah. You're right. And, and what we've experienced over this last year with this illness, all right, it's real. We know it's real. And you're right. The, the political push whether you want to call it a negative push or a positive push towards how to handle this, what you're supposed to do, has been a freaking joke. It's been sponsored by doctors that do not know what they're talking about. No, it's it's been sponsored by Bill Gates. Now, tell me
0: how in the world Bill Gates is a
3: medical expert. He's not an expert, and that's the problem. We're running across all this stuff that's going on, and right now it's mutating. Right now they're calling it mutate. Is it really mutating? I don't know, but I can tell you I talked to a local pharmacist, and the pharmacist says, I have not issued one package of Tamiflu since October 1st, right? When this time last year, he sold over a 1,000 units in his drug stores. Now, I want to know why. Why is it that we have a local pharmacy that has not issued a prescribed Tamiflu for the flu in three months, where last year and years past, he sold over 1,000 packages in each one of his stores within 90 days? Tell me why. Hmm so when you think about this and you think about what's going on here and understanding that what's driving this process you don't know what to think and when people don't know what to think they start thinking for themselves and when they start thinking for themselves to make a decision that other people are at risk for and that's what we're seeing now people are saying screw it i'm not wearing a mask and you know what i i know the mask is a pain in the ass i'm the first one to tell you i work in a public environment but I'm gonna wear it because it protects me, or I can protect someone else from me. But right now, that's that is why we're seeing the uptick in the process, right? The, the the restaurants haven't changed, right? The the nightclubs haven't or bars haven't changed locally where we're at. But now we're seeing this huge uptick, and now they're saying it's a new strand and it's mutating. And they really they don't, don't know. know.
2: Well, they so here know. here's here's the other thing that just when you when you watch the process. And you look at the numbers. When I see repeatedly numbers say, and the CDC is right in line with this, right. that children under the age of 18 are almost unaffected by this. Children from from kindergarten to 12th grade are safer in schools than they are not being in schools. Right. And yet are government officials close the schools. That's right. What sense does that make? That's right. What what possible sense does that make? I'll tell you another one. I, I sit and I listen to governors, governor right across the state line in Ohio. He says, the biggest spread of this virus right now is happening in people's homes where they're having gatherings with extended family and friends. What does he do? He closes the All freaking the bars. bars after 10 o'clock, which statistically has shown that the spread isn't happening there. Right. But let's, so what are those people going to do? They're going to go to people's homes. That's right. And congregate and watch college football games That's right. or watch college basketball games. It makes absolutely ass-backward sense from the, from the statistics, which they state. Right, right. To what their actions are. It that's makes right. no sense. It doesn't. And the same thing goes with your governor in California.
1: Yeah. It, it, it,
2: it, every move is ass backwards from what the numbers are showing with regard to
3: the risk of this virus. It well, makes no sense, and that's but pushed, yet they do and, it. And that's pushing society to go, you know what, I'm going to make my own damn decision. That's right. That's but exactly the, what they're doing because people are tired of being led around like a hog nose ring Doing everything they're doing around here and telling you you can and can't do this and you can and can't do that because the statistics and the statistics are wrong, they're completely wrong. Why, how in the world does stopping shutting a bar down at 10 o'clock at night got anything to do with spreading COVID? That's, it's 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 asinine, it's ridiculous, that people are fed up. Well,
1: yeah. why are why, how can you pack a plane full of people but you can't go to a restaurant? Thank
3: and, you and sit
1: side by side or yeah. go to church, you know? The 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 logic. Is not there? Yeah, you know we're gonna. Oh, we're we're making an exception for a professional football game. Why? If it's so dangerous having so many people, why? It's are we because
3: a, it's about control. Well, it's about mm-hmm.
1: money. Professional football. There's a lot of money being donated to politicians, so we got to let that go. I mean, there's just there, it's not it's not common sense. And my argument for the mask is California's probably one of the strictest states for masks. They've been locked down. They've been doing this. Yet theirs, are, their numbers are soaring. So and the reason why? why they're all congregating in their homes together—that's why. But is that it? I mean, I, but it is. Don't that? Know why you know? You don't really
3: know why. So the lockdown
1: so, isn't working though, because they're they're at the highest rate pretty much yeah. everywhere. Alan, what about you? You're being off here. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. No, it's good stuff. So, it, it's complicated.
0: Okay. It's complicated, so you're going to hear me. I'm usually not the conspiracy theory guy. You're not, dumb, dumb, dumb. Neither am
3: I. Oh. That's me.
0: <laughs> I don't. Well, I'm not going to say this is conspiracy. I think this is what's happening. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, you notice I've got a cough. Yes. You know how long I've had that cough? Nine since months. Had COVID. And, yeah, since I had COVID. Right. So we'll get back to that and some other things later. But um, going back to every death being considered a COVID. I mean, really, I'd like to know what deaths haven't been considered COVID-related deaths. I'd, I'd like to know what deaths in the United States in the last, let's just take the last month. On been,
3: January 12th, the CDC released the reason of deaths for every person in the United States for 2019, 2020. On, on January 12th is when it's supposed to be released. I've been researching that. So
0: the deaths are up. So right. back in December, we were already... Uh, because I've been we're about three hundred sixty thousand. No, it was two hundred and some over, over at the time. Okay. But by the time the December's all worked out, it's probably three hundred thousand. Okay. But I want to know how many deaths were not COVID related. Me too. That's my That's... question. Because when somebody falls off a roof and dies from a broken neck, this is honest to God's truth. The man dies from a broken neck, but to do a blood test, he's got COVID in his system. Yep. He's considered a COVID related death.
1: Well, you know that's what mm-hmm. made for
3: financial
0: reward. So there was another one. I, I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast. There's a husband and wife in a car wreck. Yep. Somebody hit them. Seven. She <laughs> died in hospital. She had COVID in her system. Her death was related to COVID death. So now you have an insurance company, the guy driving the car that hit them that doesn't want to pay because she died of COVID, not right. right. It's right. when every death is called a COVID death because there's COVID in their system. There's a problem there.
3: Right. You're right.
1: So It's not giving the virus its true effect. Is right. the
0: virus deadly? Absolutely yes. it's deadly. Is it? Um, I have I said from the beginning, and I will say it again, it's a genocide. I believe it was de- developed as a genocidal virus. Yes. And it's going in different ways through this country. So the first wave, I mean, I'm diabetic. I found out three months before I got it, you know, and it about right. knocked me out. Other people, same thing. <clears throat> Talk about my wife Mary, who was with me the entire time. You would have thought she would have had COVID. Was asymptomatic at the right. time. She did say she had a nose sniffle a little bit, uh, <clears throat> but we thought, look, with me the entire time, She's she had to been asymptomatic about six, seven weeks ago or two months ago, I guess, right before
1: Halloween, October twenty-fourth.
0: Yeah. She says, "I've got a." Fever. Feels like I got a fever. I got to get tested to go. You know, she works with the state. And so they just opened drive-through testing at CVS. So we go through drive-through testing. Comes back in two days. Says it's positive. I said, it's a false positive. There is no way. There's no way possible you were with me three weeks before I became (laughs) real sick and the entire time and didn't catch it. She goes clean out the litter box the next day. She can't smell the cat litter. Yep. Then she loses her taste. Then she's out for a week. You tell me how in the world she could have been with me the entire time I was out and didn't catch it. She can't. But now and she catches it. And you were highly infectious at that time. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: wow. she and she was locked in the house with him. It wasn't hey, like she's in the same bed with me. She's
0: mopping him down. Yeah, and all right, kinds
2: right. of stuff going on there. How, how you know?
0: I believe I, I think there's two things going on here. I think the whole flu thing. No flu this year. Right. Uh, just so everybody knows, Donald Trump cured the flu. Well, there you go. This, right. I'll get some people upset. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I'm not so sure that the virus hasn't mutated with the flu virus. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm just, when I, I think when people have the flu now, when they test, they come up covid yeah i've yeah. seen i've heard I, that. I think that they've mutated together
3: right which covid's been out for years it's just this well brand. this strain right this right. Strain's this strain's right
0: so something's happened there um and, and i mean it, it's a whole different seems like a whole different age group of people catching it now people without pre-existing conditions it's it's just it mutated enough to get the the rest of the crowd involved in it well and i i don't there's a couple
2: things again you said it's complicated so uh, i think we we've learned a, we've learned a lot since march uh when this all just really started to bloom about uh the contagion about how it spreads we've also uh, i mean what what do i do different Man, I'm pumping myself with vitamin C and freaking zinc and all this stuff. And I think a lot of other people are doing the same things. So, oddly enough, okay, Alan talks about how sick he was back in March. And so, obviously, we assume him and Mary are pretty safe to be around because they've both had it. You know, they can't spread it. So, of, of anybody that we feel safe going out and having dinner with, it's Alan and Mary. Right. And so, we're out to dinner with Alan and Mary, like, two days before she shows <laughs> symptoms. And then she tests positive. we're like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, I actually had to do a short quarantine right. after it comes back that she tested positive. It's like, get out of here, you know. So, but Robin and I, you know, neither one of us had symptoms at that time. Right. And then come down the path. And and again, I thought I had it back in January of last year. Mm-hmm. I think it, we've all talked about that. That I was sick right, for right. four days. I remember and, you were
3: really an sick. Well, that you were in the hospital,
2: Well, that was before my pancreatitis. my pancreatitis, which is a separate thing. But a month before that, right. I was sick. And it, kind of jokingly, because it was just basically starting to show up in the U.S. Supposedly right. was the first cases out in California. And now we know. Who's here longer than that? <laughs> well, I mean, they've the uh, NPR News put out that they found uh, uh, antibodies in, in in blood donations that were taken last December. Right. Okay. Right. So, what's that tell you? Right. Well, as recent
3: but, Rohan in October, Rohan China in October last year.
2: So, so. You know, So, so funny thing is, uh, you know, uh, um, oddly <laughs> enough. You know, a few weeks ago, shortly before Christmas, Robin starts feeling bad. It has nothing to do with you know any any of this past stuff, right? She starts showing some symptoms, and uh, you know, I, I had a little sinus thing going on at the same time, and I'm thinking that's ah, just sinus stuff. I've already had it, you know, it was already around Alan, Mary. We didn't get it, and whatever, and uh, uh, lo and behold. She goes and gets tested. She gets feeling bad enough. Her doctor says, come, yeah, I want you to, I want to see you. They do the quick test, and she tests positive. Two days later, I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. I'm feeling a little crappy. Fortunately, it was like right around the Christmas, long Christmas four-day weekend. So based on the number of days, that kind of finished any quarantine I would have had to do. But it's just like crazy. It's like, you know.
3: But you, you know you think about it. remember in the beginning of this, we all we heard was uh, slow the spread, weather mass, slow the spread, slow the spread. So you think about now, okay? We slow the spread, slow mm-hmm. the, what? It concerns me what' they're, what they were afraid of back in March. Because now, well, they were they were the, the, they were the unknown, the, too many unknowns,
2: right? They were they were concerned of overwhelming the hospitals, right, obviously, right. and and it was it was it was softening that Where, curve, which but, we did, which which as a as a yeah, nation, yeah, I believe
0: we we slowed the curve as There's a no nation, doubt. yeah,
2: we did, we did, we did all that, but, and because we number one, we were, you know, we were we were trying to follow what they were saying. Back then, we might have believed them a little bit more than we do now, but but. We were following. We were following the process, and we understood. We understood what we were trying to do was soften the, soften that curve. Now, right. at the same time, they kept talking about herd immunity. How do you get herd immunity? Well, sooner or later, you got to get this. Right. You got to get it. Right. Whether whether it's through vaccine or you freaking catch right. it. Right, and that's the where it
3: herd infected or herd immunity. It's what I think. Of, right. Know. So, especially with high school with kids, right?
2: Yeah. So f- yeah. So that's the thing. Is, <laughs> right. Is, you know, when you talk about young people that aren't affected, college-age students, you know, they're 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 going to college, and then they're shutting them down and sending them home. It's like, well, lock well, them there. Well, leave they, them there. Yeah, really. I mean, lock them up, man. Keep them, <laughs> keep them there and get them through it. Get them through it. And then that's a big part of the population that... It uh, can't spread it anymore,
1: right? But you got that. There was a, the, I guess the the scandal going around now. There's a teacher that's the head of some teachers union. sent a big thing out. And, you know, we can't go back to school. We got to stay safe. And then yeah. they found on her social media post, she's laying on a beach in Puerto Rico. Sure isn't? she is. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me started on that. It's like, yeah. come on, you know. And, and it's no different than the politicians. You know, they've all been busted. You know, do as I say, not as I do. You know, we're not allowed right. to go nowhere. Then they're spotted at a dinner, well, sitting yeah. side by side, no mask yeah, I mean, Come on.
3: Have either of you? the report out of MIT. A writer, some student from MIT, wrote about the the forever isolation. Now they're talking about how this will continue on and this will start to be the new norm. It's just a theory. This guy's got out, and it's to cut down on the the over exertion of lifestyle. And it's pretty interesting to read. But he's talking about the lockdown and people of closing up these small places and gathering points, and actually to the point of. Of no more school travel. It said if we shut down public schools, look at the tax money saved from busing and all this. And carbon, right? Carbon. right. And no. they, this whole report goes through all that, and I read, I don't know, a third of it, not a lot of it, but I, and some of it sort of like triggers home. But like, eh, you know, I sort of guess some of that stuff, but I, it's a theory, right? So some guy wrote that from out of MIT, but in the same situation, you think about it, you listen to what some of that says, it's pretty interesting to understand it. Where all these cutbacks are coming from and what, what could actually could you cut back and save if you did this?
0: So it's, it's more of a trickle down than that. So we'll take Jess' wife, Robin, who works from home now, along with most of her company. So now there's an office building downtown, half vacant. There's a parking garage, half vacant. There's restaurants not getting any business. I mean, there's a bigger picture here yep. um, that I don't know. Everybody's. I don't believe everybody's ready for the bigger picture. No. Because the bigger picture is probably 80% of the people that work from home could continue to work from That's home. That's right. Home and we'll will continue. continue. That's right. And that will change immensely what happens in downtown areas, Right, areas that have, you know, daytime business driven from. Business. Oh, they're businesses, right? right honestly,
1: right? Um, well, just when you have an office meeting, you have a, a, somebody caters a meal, right? You know, all kinds of stuff that's just going to go would away.
3: A, why would a company rent multiple right. floors of a high rise? Yeah. They can do the stuff at well, home. They're again, not paying rent there, and they're again, watching productivity. I'll, so. I'll,
2: I'll point you back to our first podcast on this. That's we were right. talking about this very thing. We yeah. were even way back then yeah. about how this will ultimately, long-term, affect. Real estate, downtown, office space, real estate, and all the businesses that are, uh, uh, that benefit from those people. And not only that, what, and you you know, we've seen since, and I don't think we talked about it then, but you're seeing people who were living in those downtown areas moving out. Why? Because they no longer have a three block walk to work because they're working from home and they need more space. Right. And now they can. They can right. just and yeah, the can, amenities
3: they, that were there for them to live downtown are gone. Right. The, exactly. bars, the, the bars, the restaurants, exactly and everything right. else. The amenities are gone. The reason exactly you live right. downtown is right. gone.
2: And you're seeing it in every city, in, in, in every big city. I mean, it's it's happening here. It's 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 we're we're seeing it to the effect that it's driving up real estate markets outside of the cities. Oh, oh housing
3: yeah, right. has gone it's through crazy. the roof. Yes.
1: I think I heard something today that this area is one of the highest growing in the country right now, but how long can that last? You know, when's that going to end?
0: So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break because my glass is empty. I see empty glasses over here. We're going to get a cocktail, come back, and we're going to talk about the long-term effects of COVID-19. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And you're listening to Cross the Line, 1524.
2: on the roll here. We gotta go. I mean, we're getting pretty serious. We're getting pretty tight on that other one. We can freaking loosen up here just a little bit.
0: Well, welcome back to (laughs) Cross the Line 1524. As you heard, Mr. Montag, we're loosened up. So I've got the St. Elmo's uh, cherry vanilla mix going on. What do you got, Dwayne?
1: I'm still on the same, except I threw an orange slice in it now. Jeff's Jeff's got a plate of oranges here, so that's um, from his old fashioned Yeah, from I'm snacking fashions. and dropping oysters. I've actually gone
2: to uh, <coughs> just some 7-Up and bourbon, and uh, I can't taste it either.
3: <laughs> oh, Rube? Uh, I, I roughened up a little bit. I took the cherry bourbon and I threw a hair in it. There you go. Is <laughs> just a surprise? Was, wait the, for it? was yeah. it the hair of the dog? Hair of the dog. We do have a dog running around here tonight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah see like so, what they say give me a glass of warm milk with a hair in so it. let's let's finish
0: up the pandemic and then we're gonna have some fun how's that oh, sound okay. sure so I just want you guys to think uh, you know as we're finishing up the pandemic I want you to go back to your high school years because I had one uh, and think about nicknames I'm sure everybody had one I had one that my teachers had some of my teachers didn't even know my real name. They used my nickname. To, to this day, there's one. Well, I, unfortunately, the, the man passed away. But uh, there was a certain teacher that even out of high school, he'd see me and call me by my nickname. So think about that. Keep that in the back of your head. Oh, okay. So we were talking pandemic, and we got to, uh, I want to talk about some long-term effects of COVID-19 or suspected long-term effects. So, uh, I'm part of a group that's called uh, a long COVID support group. Uh, I, ever since having COVID, uh, around 2 o'clock, I'm dead to the world, energy, and cannot think. I have a thing, they call it brain fog, and I've got it. Uh, The joke in my office is, after 2 o'clock in the afternoon, don't talk to me about money, because you'll probably get more than you deserve. Uh, I'll have people walk in my office, I can't think of their name. I mean, it's just about 2 o'clock that's what happens so it was really a problem I don't know if any of you caught you know when we first started doing the podcast I'd get all set up and I'd have to sit down for a couple minutes before we started because I just had to collect my thoughts and then it's like I'd get a rush of adrenaline and pump through it so there, that is out there the, the COVID long COVID group I'm a part of uh, started in England actually wow. um, and there's all kind of studies going on I mean, it's uh, the problem is most doctors don't recognize it. My own personal doctor doesn't; he doesn't have a clue about it. Uh, if he is a listener, you're going to hear it again. You don't have a clue. He had COVID, recovered; it's good to go. I go in there, I said, "Look, this is what's going on. I, I you know, I'm out of energy. Oh, you just need to walk more. You need to do this." I said, "You don't understand. I've done all that. I can't. Uh, there's something else wrong." Mental injury. Yeah, mental so, injury. So. Yeah. I told you I had a surprise for you. Yeah. So I go in for surgery. I had back surgery. I'm getting ready to be the anesthesiologist is there, getting ready to give me anesthetic. And he says, what's up with your heart? I said, there ain't nothing wrong with my heart. And I said, I just had an EKG. I'd have one for the surgery, you know. So he pulls the EKG. Yeah, I says, yep, it's right there. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, can you walk up two flights of stairs without getting winded? He said, because if you can't, I'm not giving you anesthesia. I said, what, what are you talking about? He says, well, you have a condition called lower brumball, and I was going to write it down, and I mm-hmm. didn't. So I, have, I, I lied. I couldn't walk up two flight steps if I wanted to because my back hurt and leg hurt so bad. I couldn't right. walk. So I had my surgery. And uh, I you know, waited a couple of weeks, called my doctor. I said, look, they, there was something on my EKG. Are you guys going to call me? I need to come in. So he goes, oh, yeah, you probably should make an appointment. Come in. So what I have, and I had no heart issues whatsoever prior. I had an EKG about a year ago. So it's an electronic issue. Your heart is made up of four, we'll call them four cylinders, like a four-cylinder car. That's right. Uh, and it gets an electronic signal for when each cylinder pumps. That's right. So one of my cylinders is not getting the electronic signal now. So what that does is the rest of the heart is making up for it, fortunately. Mm -hmm. So it's like cutting a spark plug wire in a four-cylinder car. So you got three cylinders carrying the fourth. So in my mind, it's an electronic issue. It's not a blockage. So in my mind, it's going to be hard to convince me, since I was fine a year ago, and I'm not fine now, it's going to be hard to convince me that that wasn't caused by COVID. Agree. So, right. uh, and it, and then there are people with with organ failures, brain issues, all kind of stuff since COVID. So, uh, are all of them COVID related? Probably not. But when something something electronically isn't working correct and was before COVID you're just going to be hard pressed to convince me that's not COVID related. So
2: is that, you, you mentioned this group that you're, you're online with is, is that something that's common in it? What you're hearing? Yeah. There's a couple of
0: issue? folks, 90% of what you hear on there is the brain fog and they just can't get brain fog and energy. They have no energy brain fog, but there are several other people have a heart issues. Some have liver issues, you know, it's hard for me to discern. Sometimes I think people are just complaining to complain, but in other times, you know, you can tell that they didn't, their younger people didn't have any problems before. Right. Uh, so this is, you know, for me, this is a big deal. I can see sure. I got a cardiologist appointment <coughs> week Jeez. after next. And, you know, I'm imagining there's going to have to do something because obviously if you're running all four cylinders on your car with just three, that's not going to work out.
3: Right now, you're probably so, looking at a probably possibly a pacemaker. Something, something. Like something.
0: That, right. I mean, something electronically is not working there. Right. It's electric issue. It's not a blockage sure. issue. It's electric issue, and it's like, you know, well first of all, I'll be honest. I had an EKG before my surgery, and until I was laying down, getting ready to have surgery, nobody told me there was an issue.
1: See, that's what. So that's, that's, that's the problem, the problem number one. Yeah. <laughs> right. What What right. did you take the EKG for? Before, if nobody's going to look at it and take it seriously, right? right. Exactly. It's oh, like exactly.
0: somebody should have called me. the The anesthesiologist shouldn't have been the one telling me, right? That's not his job. Yeah, because there was no way I was walking out of there without having back surgery. There the, was,
1: right. The good thing is, luckily, he noticed it and brought right. it to your attention. If he wouldn't, and if then I you wouldn't. lied to him, so you can get your surgery. today. Exactly. I mean,
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's you talk. A, it's, it's just it's highly related, right? My son just had a pacemaker put in. He's thirty two years old. Uh, long-term battle from cancer years back in right. uh, chemotherapy. And same issue. It was one side of his heart wasn't getting a signal to the other, and so the other three chambers were working. And yeah. and, and they became extremely strong muscle-wise, in which cut down on perfusion. So he had his pacemaker put in, and immediately, as soon as they turned it on, it changed him. So that's sort of what that sounds like, same yeah. thing.
0: So it's funny. I, you know, I didn't really realize... We got, I think Benjamin's out here. I, I think, think Benjamin's the cat out ball tonight. Went again. Yeah, and nobody hit the um, table. So definitely something going on here. <laughs> we might change the whole uh, thought of the. So if the viewers don't know, we did the paranormal thing. So we always we got a cat ball out on the on the bar because
3: he's here. Something's here. Getting
1: excited. The cat ball's here on the Uh-oh. table. Uh-oh. And now my phone just did something funky. And now the phone's turned on. Benjamin, are you in the room? Something's going on here. This is funky. What is Apple stuff going on? Maybe that's on? your iPad Maybe that, yeah. He's here. Now, nobody's hit the, nobody's hit the table. That's four times it's went off. So, this is interesting. And we jokingly, I turned it on tonight, just joking. Benjamin, put, if you're
3: here, can you turn the cat ball on again?
2: Uh, the cool thing is. That's yeah, all. It's good. right by Ruben. Alan, the producer, he can
1: yeah, he can mix this.
0: So I guess it's fortunate that I had my back surgery; otherwise, I wouldn't have found that out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I'm, yeah, right. I mean, Leah, look at the good side of something bad. Yeah,
0: I wasn't. I was in so much pain in my back. I wasn't not going to have that. I right. was not going to oh, walk out of no, that. No, no. Plus, I got Jeff to drive me up there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah. I... Yeah. So I got a side effect to anesthesia. I've had it all my life. Yeah, we've heard. So <laughs> Jeff got the witness that. Well,
1: so, yeah. I didn't so hear Mary, that story. Mary said, well, yeah.
3: Mary
0: said,
2: make sure he gets a barf bag. Make sure he gets a barf bag. <laughs> so I don't know how it all ended out, but he ends it. Oh, yeah, she said, she said, you forgot it. He forgot his barf bag. Yeah, I did. So I pick him up. Nor one. I'm sitting out there longer because evidently he notoriously takes longer to come out of anesthesia than most people. So the guy brings him out. We drive down the road, and you know, fortunately, I'm the kind of driver that tries to smooth out the curves and. Not stop and start fast and stuff like that. And I might have been particularly on my toes this trip. <laughs> so when we he get, likes his interior. I pull in I pull in pull in the driveway. Get out of the car to come around to help him get out the other side of the car. And I get around the other side of the car, and there's Alan. He's just dumping. Oh, chunks. <laughs> there out. was no but chunks. Was like,
0: I've been on water yeah, the yeah. day it before. It, 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 like that. it, it was, was just all liquid. Oh, man. I mean, but I was like, the only
2: thing I thought was, Whew, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, literally, he pulls up, stops. I open the door, and for the next five minutes. I mean, I couldn't have had a fluid like left the, in me. Like the yeah. exorcist. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry you got to see me like this, Jeff. He goes, I'm just glad we're here, not driving down the road. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, the long-term effects of COVID, I think we just, well, again. I think we it, just it, tipped the iceberg. Well, tip of the iceberg. So That's what again, worries me.
2: The, the thing with Alan, he was seriously, seriously sick. He's as sick as anybody could have possibly been and not been in the hospital. There's, I was there's no a, doubt I was in my mind. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of other people that have had it that haven't had those kind of serious effects. You know, again, I'm going to say I had it. Robin had it. She tested positive. She had it. And, um, you know, we just have to see. But I, I think Alan try. I think there's, there's some long term that we're going to find out down the road. Um, having to do with this, it's going to uh, affect people more long term. But it's interesting you're talking about the things you find out. Uh, sometimes, I'd call it by happenstance a little bit, in that um, you found out about this EKG issue when you're freaking ready for surgery. Yeah. Um, my brother in law went in for sh- uh, shoulder surgery. And in the process of his surgery, basically when he came out of that, they said, you need to come in for some sleep apnea testing because while you were out, man, you were just flat quitting breathing for long periods of time. And sure enough, he he went in and You're right, and uh, so he he you know, he's getting set up with the with the apparatus no to help him breathe and all that stuff. But I mean, before if it hadn't been for his shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and evidently it was pretty freaking serious when you get right down to it with what, as, uh, you know, he was, he was stopping breathing for wow. pushing wow. a minute at a time, right?
1: Not Doty sure. does too, but it's a pillow overhead though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was out pillow, loud? Oh, sorry. in an ice pick. And an ice pick. Oh, an pick. Get <laughs> that out there. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: so uh, it's, yeah. it's not to get off the pandemic, but there's just just a lot more out there that we don't understand. And I, quite honestly, I don't think the government doctors and doctors don't understand. You know, it's I, it's just like my family doctor didn't think, you know, it's a big deal that I had rain fog and couldn't function after too. <clears throat> just because he had experienced COVID totally different than I had. Right,
1: right. I think the bigger problem is going to be the psychological effect on the kids, the young kids, the teenagers up, or I think maybe a little bit better to deal with it, but the younger kids. I know so, the teenagers, the suicide rates are higher and, and yeah, everything. Yeah, so and,
0: one of our guests we're going to have, and i got to talk to him first, but uh, the folks that have the elderberry syrup and stuff, um, I'm not going to mention their names, and, but their their son committed suicide during all this. Wow. Just un, And the suicide rate at that time... And we have got a we got a friend whose com, son committed suicide. It just it was in a short period of time there was suicide after suicide after suicide by young people. again, right.
2: again you know, here's uh, the, uh, again it's a it's a it's a period in life that's a struggle anyway. When you're talking about uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but when, man, you know, when you talk about my years in middle school, middle school, and moving into high school, those are some tough years in life. Yes, right. right. And we had and, it easy. And, and we did because we, we
1: didn't did. have social media and, and all yeah. the other crap yeah. being pushed but, but
2: nevertheless it, it's, it's those, still hard those when I look back those are the toughest Some of the years in life years of because life. of the transition you're going through i mean your body's going through weird shit and you're dealing with the hierarchy of the school you know in the right. schools and the cliques and all this stuff and whether you fit in and don't fit in, who you fit in with and who you don't and then you add this on top right you add this whole Well, and back
0: then your mind didn't think right i mean you were thinking about yeah, we well, know. You, you took stuff that you that to Plus us is <laughs> minuscule. Right, Just doesn't matter. Right. You took back v- then. You that took... that was
2: it. That was everything. Right, that was everything. I mean, things we would laugh at now. It things was that so serious in to our us. in our lives now yeah. that would happen. We would laugh at now. It was everything That's to right. to you when you were a young person. Absolutely, and. Um, you know uh it's just a tough part of life and then you add this in and everything that's going on this whole stress and being locked down you know i remember talking to early in this uh a friend whose daughter was a senior in high school and talking about not letting her go to a friend's house um to visit just to just to go, mm-hmm. whether let off some steam or just go chat. I mean, it's nice to have the phones, and it's. I mean, it's, it's nice not. that they could communicate. It's, but it's not the same thing. And, and he was like, "If she wants to come here, that's fine, because then I can monitor you. You know, I I know what's going on. I mean, what does that sound like? It wasn't about. It wasn't about doing drugs, or it wasn't no about sex, or any of that stuff. It was about. <laughs> monitoring what they were doing with regard to safety COVID, of covid the safety of you, covid we'll and, just think of the- and, and what's the stress on that on a senior in high school right. a this girl just, a senior yeah. in high school that can't go up the road and visit a friend at their house human
3: right. beings are right. social it's a social absolutely right? Right. that's just okay. like you know here's the biggest thing hey I have hey
2: and start. again and look back look back again at that age yes it's Everything. Everything.
3: Oh yeah. Here's the biggest thing I have about this whole COVID thing, and it has bothered me since October of 2019. Why are we developing something to eradicate a specific group of people?
0: We aren't. China is.
3: Right. This is a China in the world. In the world of today, why is well, this happening? Uh, you're Let's,
0: talking about a third world country who thinks a lot different than we do. Yeah, but, yeah. He, but we so, have so,
1: we have money there too, I, so. I and, here's,
0: and that's the problem. That's the problem.
2: Man, you can go argue with people up the freaking road about this. Okay? China has been massacring their own people for freaking decades. Cetrics. And we've, we've been watching them do it. Our government's been watching them do it. And we freaking appease it. right. With regard to doing business with them. And, and And right up to now, even now, even now after this... There are freaking politicians that are in their freaking pocket, okay?
3: Business people and, also.
2: And it, you have to understand China has a—the a, the communist people who have been in population control for a long time. They've massacred their own people for a long time. They've enslaved their own people for a long time. And we've got a lot of people in this country— that benefit from that. Agree, and agree. they've decided they're going to be okay with it. Now, here's the problem. Whether, whether this was intended for China and the Chinese population or not, it's come to our country. The fact of the matter is that I, the, the, what you have to understand is I don't think the Chinese government gives a shit. They don't. No. Right? And so the fact that this got out to the whole world, they don't care they don't, they don't care they don't because they don't have a mindset to think about life in that way human life in that right. way right and unfortunately <laughs> uh, unfortunately there's a lot of people in this country even in our <coughs> leadership in this country in some cases who are in that same type of mindset that yes. human beings are just part of a machine we're a number or just a number and and
3: um And it's sad that we've gotten to a part, and I say we, I say the world, has gotten to the part where they have minds sitting around thinking how to socially, mentally, physically, and medically eradicate a select group of people.
2: Well, again, this this isn't nothing new.
3: No, it's not. It's not. George Orwell. It's not. You're right. 1984. It's exactly right.
2: Again, this isn't anything. I mean, you go back to... Karl Marx. He was writing about this stuff. you had the freaking Communist Association. And you have people now, you have people in this country now, people in freaking political power now. You
3: have billionaire business owners that are buying into this shit. Who
2: who are promoting socialist activity, which is the precursor for exactly the same Marxist-Communist stuff that went on, you know. Everybody wants to talk about the, the, the uh, extermination that Hitler did. Freaking Stalin was right. freaking way above that. Absolutely. Uh, way above that. Absolutely. Okay. Was. And it wasn't fascism. It was freaking communism. Yep. And he freaking massacred way more people than Hitler. They were both monsters.
1: Till yeah. the hum was worse than him, so it's. But you know, but you look back. I mean, that's all being erased from history. It's not being taught. These kids don't know about it. Well, they you can. So it's yeah. it's
0: funny talking about erasing history. So there was a show on the History Channel called Grant. Yep. It's a three part miniseries. I don't want to watch that yet. <clears throat> so what's very interesting is the the last ten minutes of it. <clears throat> at one point in time, Grant was considered a national hero. In the South, in the '60s and '70s, and part of the '50s, changed the history books. Mm-hmm. So there used to be a national uh, monument of him in Washington D.C. It's mm-hmm. no longer there. Right, and they said right on there, he said, "You know, certain people change history, so you don't realize the importance of Ulysses S. Grant right. to the American history." Right. I mean, he won his. You know, he won the war. He won the Civil and War. That's right. We'll just, and, and and not to to not really recognize that, you know, growing up in school, I don't know that I knew that he was, you know, no. the man that all I heard was right. Abraham Lincoln. Right. Well, you know, he was, he, he was Lincoln was a politician. The general was Louis, Ulysses S. Grant, who grew up from humble beginnings. That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I highly recommend anybody that can to watch that. It's a three part yeah. minister. Yeah, it's very good. and uh, But I, I found it. In this day and age, I just found it ironic that history got changed in history books in later years to kind of erase his contribution. Same thing's going on nowadays. I said it a long time ago on this podcast. History is history. You can't change history. You learn from it. There's good history. There's bad history. But you learn and you grow from that. And to erase history makes no sense whatsoever. None.
3: We'll
1: just, no, just it makes look, you weaker. Just look, just recently, there's a statue being removed from, I don't remember the city.
3: It's at the Hall, in Grant.
1: No, no, it's um, Abraham Lincoln with a slave being freed from the shackles who's rising up. The meaning right. of the, the statue was the slave was being freed from slavery. He's rising up to never do this again, but... It's been its meaning has been changed by some group, small group. They've lobbied, petition. Now it's being removed from the city, and it's like, why don't you teach the meaning of it instead of saying, "No, this is what it is." It's it's me and me. No, this was the the meaning of that statue was showing that there's a, freedom
2: because because uh, because that there's a whole different mechanism. Mm-hmm. It it has shit to do with race. That is correct. It has shit right. to do with race. Right. It has to do with. Marxist communists. Oh, I know. And their agenda. Right. And they're the ones that are driving this. It has crap to do with any of that.
3: And the reason why Hitler burned the books is because they didn't want people to educate exactly. them fast. The exactly. That's exactly why. Right. Right. So. so we got a little off topic here. Still a good topic. <laughs> Still a good Squirrel. topic.
0: Well, <laughs> so. We're going to believe COVID You know brain fog. We're all
3: compassionate mm-hmm. about this, and the reason why it's affected us directly. And, and it will know. continue to affect yes. us
0: and our generations after us.
1: And yes. not just us here. We, you know, we have listeners everywhere. This right. is going to affect the world. Right.
0: Right. It really will. Well, well and, and, and it is and, right now. And right.
1: so, you know, I grew up
2: believing, in, and I still believe this is the greatest, the greatest country that's ever existed. I will also say, regardless of what people think or want to make you believe, um, the United States of America is the most accepting country for all different religions and races of any country in the world right now today. Fact. You can go to Europe, you can go to freaking uh, the Middle East, you can go to freaking Africa, I don't care where you go, South America, and I I have friends that have been in those parts of the world, I have a friend that... Grew up in Poland, lived in South America, and he will tell you there is no more accepting country. You know, when we were kids, we we constantly heard about the melting pot. Right, right. That's what this country is. That's right. More than any country in the world. More than any country. Even today, even as divided as things seem today, this this country is more accepting. Different people with differences than any country in the world, and I dare you to go anywhere and find it different.
1: And are we perfect? No. Oh, you know, we never, we never. That's why will, we have
3: histories the correct, right? Well, exactly. we, and, we,
1: and we never will be perfect. And there's not everyone that is accepting, or I mean, as a country as a whole, I agree with Jeff totally. This is you have more opportunity here. I mean, look in our Congress today. I mean, you can pick a couple that are. Come from nowhere, from foreign countries. Were moved here as immigrant, as a, and now they're in Congress. Where, where else do you see that happening? And and then given that power, I mean, you don't, you don't see it anymore. You
0: don't see an American in uh, part of Parliament over yeah. in England, do right?
1: You? Right. Yeah. When's the last yeah. time? Show me one. Show me yeah. anywhere. You don't. I mean, any country right now. Show me anybody that's in their parliament or their hierarchy that is. From, from another, another country. country, just name one. I'd like to see it, and and that's why they take advantage of. Us. Right, but I mean, but it, but no, I, know, I, know, I don't, But it's the benefit, it's, though. Yeah, I mean, it, some do. The bad are going to take advantage no matter what you do. That's that's the yeah. that's human nature. Period. Yeah. I mean, thing, that's why we have jails and police. The thing
2: is, as you go anywhere in the world, some and, people, and 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 uh, uh, people who uh, are not in the upper echelon, where do they want to go? Here, United Tri- States of America, and they see it as the land of opportunity still because it is more so than any country in the world. Right. And, and why? How is this related to the pandemic? Again, we get into the politics of it, and the the pandemic started from a place that does not believe that, and right. it started from a government that does not believe that. And
3: hates that idea, and
2: hates that whole idea. Right. That's right.
0: All right. I think that's it for the pandemic part two. Hopefully, we don't have to have a pandemic part three. I Hopefully,
2: not. we're having a celebration. I, well, I, if, if it is, yeah. If it is, celebration, it's a celebration it's that we're... The drinks are real tall. We're, we're, we're going out mask-free. Um, I agree. We're <coughs> on the beach in Key and West. I, you know... <laughs> Public I with a band to, playing, to dancing. West. Yeah.
1: yes.
3: There you
2: go. Doing I'm, a all right. For it. Doing a little, uh, doing a little uh, treasure hunting.
3: Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, it's all good. Sounds good. So, I'm here with
1: Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt,
0: and I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Hey there, y'all. This here's Big Bubba. I want to talk to you about one of our other seasonal services we offer it's the Big Bubba Snow Removal Emergency Snow Removal Services. We do things a little different here. We bought us one of them there, Hysons, And we got us a 737 Jet Airliner engine attached to the front. It takes no time at all to melt that snow. That's right, whether you got a long driveway, you got a barnyard you need to clear out, or maybe you got a city block that you want taken care of, Big Bubba's Emergency Snow Removal Service is your one-stop shop for jet airliner melting needs. Fire that sucker back up, boys. It's time to melt some snow. Holy crap, boys. Hold on. Well, I tell you what, I, for one, hope we don't need to hire Big Bubba to do any snow removal services because we don't have that much snow this year. We could do without. But if you need some snow removal, that's one fast way to get it done, I guess. This was obviously the second podcast we've done about the pandemic. You know, our first podcast, real podcast, when we started back in May was about the pandemic and we thought it was fitting to revisit the pandemic part two. And more importantly, maybe uh, talking about the long-term effects or long COVID, uh, which is definitely real, whether your current physician agrees with you if you've got it or or embraces it or doesn't, it's a real thing. Uh, I encourage anybody that has those symptoms to look up, the. Uh, it, there's several long COVID support groups on social media. Uh, you know, look them up. It, it kind of helps a little bit to, to let you know that, hey, you're not crazy. You've got some symptoms that just haven't went away, or you got new things that have happened, sort of like my ticker not ticking quite right. So it's it's serious stuff. I think we're going to find out in the coming years and decades that it's more serious than we even realize. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, uh, for the group of us here at cross the line 1524 feel free to email us at podcast at cross the line 1524.com or you can go to our webpage, page the line 1524.com you can leave us a message get on a mailing list find out about all kinds of good stuff also if you like our show please leave us a five-star rating and a great comment it just helps Uh, advertise the podcast more when people search for new podcasts the ones that are most popular and have the best ratings are the ones that pop up in the search engines first so we've had a great year and we want to continue it and we'd like to thank all of you our listeners for that so for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Don't